This morning's reading is Psalm chapter 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us, that your ways may be known on earth and your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest, and God our God, God will bless us. God will bless us, and all the ends of the earth will fear him. Here you are. Okay. We'll pray with you before we begin. Uh, Father God, we thank you for who you are and for all you've done for us today. In this space, in this moment, we thank you for the leading that Esteban has felt by your spirit over the last number of days as he's prepared to be in this place. And we thank you for his faith and for his ministry and for the way in which you use him. And we pray that in this moment you would use your servant by your spirit to speak deep into your hearts, we pray. In your name. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. It is a great honor for me to be here in Lisburn. Thank you, Reverend James Boyd, for allowing me to preach this morning. And I bring the greetings of the new rector of the Anglican Seminary, Seb Bishop Nelson, for the generous contribution that this church made to support the implementation of all the audiovisual equipment that allow us to train people not only from all over Chile, but also from other Latin America countries doing good quality classes online and also live podcasts. So thank you very much indeed. Well, I'm not sure if you agree with me, but I think joy is a huge theme in the life of many believers, especially after facing one of the worst pandemic and recent times. And I think you will always encounter two extremes in a Christian's life. First, you have one group which is normally associated with new Christians, full of joy, very eagerly to share the gospel, very happy to have been born again, and very grateful of what God has doing in their lives, trying to impact with the gospel, their environment. And second, if you can go forward, thank you. There you are. And second, you have another group normally associated with people who has been in a church for a long time, which thinks that the joyful time, it will stop in some point of their life. And they convince themselves that it's normal to have that attitude, which for many people is just a sign that they are getting older. So today I want to encourage you to realize that joy is at the heart of God's blessing and mission that joy is at the heart of God's blessings and mission, which is available for all Christians of all ages and all circumstances in life in any church, either in the UK or in South America. So let me start asking you two questions before I pray. And Yes, thank you. Are you someone who feels truly blessed by God? Are you someone who feels truly blessed by God? And are you willing to express to others the joy that those blessings bring you? 
Are you willing to express to others the joy that those blessings bring you? Let me just pray before continuing. Dear God, you are the source of all blessings and joy. Let us today to understand that all blessings has the purpose of to glorify you and help us others to other to worship you and fear you as they should. Let us live our life enjoying your word and sharing your word in order to be transformed in such a way that we never lost the joy of being your disciples and to accomplish your commission to us to be light for all nations. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today I want to reflect on Psalm 67, which was sung, sung in two Hebrew festivals after the spring and autumn, time where Jews celebrate asking God's blessings for the crops. And the Psalm 67, like much of the Hebrew poetry, it has a special order which I want to show you to help you to understand what is the center of these psalms and today's message. Um, so if you look at your Bibles, you will see that the theme over verse 1 and 2 are related to the theme of verse 6 and 7, which in summary is to be blessed with a purpose. Then verse 3 is related to verse 5, telling us that all people should praise God. And finally, verse 4, which is intentionally in the center of the passage, in order to help us to focus on it, tell us that all people should rejoice in God. So it is like a sandwich, if you want, with uh, different layers, where the central piece is joy. Therefore, the title that I hope all of you remember from now on is that joy is at the heart of God's blessing and mission. So, first layer today message is blessed with a purpose. I know that it's a bit small there, but hopefully you will see to have an idea of this kind of sandwich. So, blessed with a purpose, verse 1 and 2 and 6 and 7. And if you follow me in your Bibles or in the screen, this psalm starts with a request of a prayer for God's blessing. Look at verse 1. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us. And now in verse 6, you can see that these blessings, blessings had to do with the harvest. The land yields the harvest, God, our God blesses. And the prayer of verse 1 was a former prayer at the book of Numbers, verse, chapter 6, verses 24 to 26, that the Jewish the Jewish priests made by the people of God in order to ask to God to help them to fulfill their commitment to him, expressing the idea that God shines upon the people, which meant to receive all the blessings of God. For example, his love, forgiveness, health, all his care, and so on and so forth. And the idea behind this is that his blessing will transform all the surrounding towns because they will reflect God's glory and care. So it's not only good, but also biblical to ask for God's blessings. And this is nothing new, because all humans for thousands of years and many cultures have seeking God's bless, asking that God will prosper, give them a good life, give them a good harvest, 
or a good family or health or welfare. And I think we all have prayed asking for something like to be blessed in our life, to receive help, praying that God will heal us or heal a loved one. But I, I have seen many times it's many people end up relating to God just asking for things. And sometimes to be annoying because God did not give you exactly as you asked for, especially during pandemic, COVID pandemic. But the psalmist teaches today that God's blessings has one goal, which is not simply that God will give you what you want. So look with me verse 2 and 7, so that your ways may, may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations, may God bless us still, so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. As you can see, this prayer of blessings is not a self-centered prayer of blessings. It's not focused on us, but rather in God and his will. We look at our world in a humanistic way, in which we are the center, but the Bible has a theist, the, big word, sorry, uh, a God-centered, you know, kind of uh, mindset, which means that God is the center of the history. He is the center of the universe, our world, in our lives, in all times, in all places. And look how the psalmist says to God something like, Lord, I want my story to be part of yours. I want to see you working through my life to bless others. Or as the Bible says, Lord bless us so that people know that you are God, the only true God. So let me ask you, have you ever prayed like that? Had you ever asked God's blessings in order to bless others? If not, I want to encourage you today to start to pray like that, asking for God's blessing in order to be blessed for others. And this is exactly what the way that Paul's pray in many places in the New Testament, even in the middle of his suffering for the gospel. And this is the prayer of all the godly ministers and leaders of the churches that God, that God will bless us in order to bless you with the word of God. But let me ask you this. What is, this, what is the greater, greater blessings that you will possibly receive in your life? What is the greater, greater blessings that you will re possibly receive in your life? Well, the Bible tells us that the greatest blessing is to know God. As simple as that. Having a relationship with Him. To be forgiven by God and to receive His unmerited salvation. The Bible said that this is possible because Jesus took our sin on the cross and paid for this. Christ became a curse for our blessing. He received the wrath of God for our sins. So if you come to Christ and repent of your sin and you trust in him and obey his will, you will receive forgiveness and a new life. You will start a new relationship with a real and truthful God. You will receive a new hope and profound change in your heart. And let me tell you that this relationship with God causes joy, even in the midst of pain. Peace, even in the middle of war. 
hope even in the middle of despairs. Purpose of life, perseverance in his word, and change of life, which also brings to us courage, generosity, love, and forgiveness. That is why God's blessings is so great in order to all people to start to want and to know my God, who is powerful and merciful, full of love and compassion, full of justice, to the point that God's favor will be so obvious in our lives that all nations, all nations will know that God saves, as we can see in verse 2. Would you like that? Would you be willing to receive God's blessings with that purpose? Would you like that everyone recognize God's work in your life in order to Him be glorified? As you can see, God's blessings have a greater purpose than just making you happy for happiness' sake. So the second layer of today's message is may all people praise God, verses 3 and 5. So this is what God really wants, that eventually and hopefully, not until it's too late, all people recognize that there is one God who brings real blessing and salvation. Now, when the Psalms was written, there was a polytheism view, which means that many people believe in many gods to which they ask for blessings to the sun, to the earth, rain, animals, which were represented by statues. But the psalmist says, I want all people to recognize that there is only one God to the point of all people praise him and fear only him. Look at verse 3 and 5, who tells us that the same sentence, may the people praise you, God, may all the people praise you. And then verse 5, may the people praise you, God, May all the peoples praise you. So the psalmist is thinking in people from all races, different ethnic groups on backgrounds, from different countries and languages, that all recognize together there is only one God. All the people in Chile and Northern Ireland and all over the world, the ones with high education or low education, those who have a lot of money and those who don't have enough. People from all nations praise him for, he, for who he is and what he has done, realizing that he is the only one who deserves all worship and honor. So the proper attitude and reaction in front of this wonderful God is to praise him with joy because he is the one true God and there is no other God besides him. And let me tell you some good news. This is what is happening right now in heaven. The book of Revelation tells us what the apostle John saw. Thousands of angels praising Christ for their sacrifice and resurrection. Millions and millions of heavenly beings praising God surrender before him. So this is what will happen in heaven. And this is what is happening every Sunday around the world. Millions and millions of people worshiping, worshiping the, the one true God and Jesus, his son. Every Sunday we met, it is a reminder of that. When one day we will be all together 
praising God from all nations. So please have in mind that every time that you sing in this church, every Sunday that you attend is a preview of heaven in that sense. So I would like to think that if, if someone comes here or back home, they will be able to see and taste a small glimpse of that. So they will like to know the God who are worshiping with such a joy that they will notice that, the wor- that we are really rejoicing in him. Not only in the Sunday service, but every day. And I know that you are probably thinking, Stephen, you are from South America. We are from Northern Ireland. We don't express in the same way that you do. And that's fair enough, but when you love someone, doesn't matter where you live, you will express that love in some way. When you are happy, doesn't matter where you came from, you will express that joy in some way that the people from that place will know and recognize that you are happy and that you are trying to express your gratitude, in this case, to our great God. Which leads me to the final point and the center of this psalm, which is, may all people rejoice in him, verse 4. For in the end, this is at the heart of God's blessing and mission, which will find our greatest and deepest joy in God and his word. But many times, what we do with religion is forced by fear, try to keep the routine overall, transforming the tradition in an idol. Seek obedience in order to be personally blessed and not as an attitude of gratitude to our merciful God. We try to show a mask of contentment which is not overflowing from a real joyful heart. But what God is telling us in this verse 4 is that the worship is rooted in your joy and gratitude which is the proper response to God's greater blessing, our redemption. Look, verse 4. May the nation be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. Are we really rejoicing in God? Are we really rejoicing in his justice, his salvation, and his guide and his will? Are we really trusting in his rule over the nations in order to bring us to the final redemption? When someone experiences salvation and praise, this will definitely bring joy. And you will never know the true joy until you know salvation, until you have a real relationship with a real redeemer. Because having a relationship with God brings us great joy and that joy should never stop. Which doesn't mean that I have to laugh all the time, but I'd rather to have an attitude of gratitude and joy in our hearts toward our graceful God. So the call to the nations is to find their joy first in the Lord and not let than anything else take his place in the center of our life. Because we have been created to worship God. And if we are not worshiping the real God, the problem is not that we, that we will worship something else, but rather everything else. So as Christians, our joy should be more focused on God than anything else. 
our joy is not based in the economic success or in our family or in parties, food, work, our studies, sport, and even we are happy that the Ireland won against France and Scotland as well. But our happiness is not rooted in that. We should find our happiness in our relationship with God in order to enjoy through God all the rest of the things. So seek first your happiness in God and then enjoy the rest of the things that he is giving to you in order to enjoy it under his word. Because the joy of being in a relationship with God is greater than any other relationship that we ever experience. So today God is inviting you to enjoy him and to have a real closer relationship with him. So I hope that you remember from today and every day of your life that joy is at the heart of God's blessing and mission. Which means that God wants to bless us with that one single purpose which is that all people praise him and all people rejoice in him. And God wants to use you in order to reflect his joy, his glory, his mercy, his love, his wisdom through the work that he is doing in your life for Christ by his spirit through the, his word. Amen? Amen. So let me finish asking you the same two questions from the beginning. Are you someone true, who feels truly blessed by God? And are you willing to express to others the joy that those blessings bring? Thank you. With those challenges ringing in our ears, with the joy that we carry, and the hope that we carry into the world around us today, we go from this place hearing those words from Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us, Make his face to shine upon us, that your ways may be known on earth and your salvation among all the nations. May all the peoples praise you, O God, and may the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly and you guide the nations of the earth. So may the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest and God, our God, will bless us. God will bless us and all the ends of the earth will fear him. So may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, rest upon each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen.